Today is September 13th. The Yankees head up to Boston for a two-game set against the Red Sox, and we start to see winning baseball undefeated from here on out. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode number 798 of Talking Yanks brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. BBD in the corner producing. And we are going to talk some Yankees today, Jake. That's what we're going to do. But let me ask you one question. Have you had lunch yet? No. Would you like to have Bear Burger with me? Yes. Because they're a sponsor of the episode. I'm hungry. I'm reading their ad copy. Bear Burger delivers to the office. Joe's loves Bear Burger. He might be on it. I might ask Sam to order us some Bear Burger for lunch. They're a burger joint, but not the type to be bogged down by labels. Their menus filled with options for everyone, regardless of your preference. So whether you're 100% vegan, Jake, or you're craving one of the elk burgers, I think Joe's really like the elk burger, right? I like elk. You like it? They won't judge you. At Bear Burger, there's only one restriction you'll be limited to. Food that's made to taste great. Something for everyone. I'm going to pull up their menu and we'll, we'll slack. I'm going to slack salmon order. I am hungry. Just to let you know. Uh, you guys can also go to Bear Burger and you can also get the lunch special, special 12 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Choice of select sandwich served with fries for 15 bucks. Looking to feed the whole family? They got a $49.95 family special as well at bearburger.com. Man, they got a happy hour, it looks like. $1 PBRs, $5 mules, $5 martinis. Available seven full hours every Monday through... That's crazy. Seven full hours every Monday through Friday. If we were young, there's another burger place around us in college that had something like this, and we took full advantage of it. Head to order.bearburger.com. Get yourself some food. I'm going to bring it up. You tell everyone how you're doing as I bring it up. James Davis, everyone joining us live, everyone joining us, not live, after, after death. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Off day yesterday, the Monday off days, and an off day coming up Thursday, so it's going to feel like a little bit of a funky week. Weird week. Me and BB were talking about that. Weird yeah, week. A little bit of a funky week. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of teams doing that. I, I think it's because there weren't a lot of rainouts this year. Um. You know, got they, them that's why early. they've got these Ooh. extra days late in the year that are because if they had a rain out with a division rival, be very easy to fill it, it in. Be a Red Sox I, game. I think yeah. they try to pack in like a, like extra off days in September, so you have more days with mutual off days with people. To yeah, so do some makeups. So yeah, a little bit of funk, um, but yeah, doing generally well. Our our Yankees. I think uh, a week from where we were are looking a lot better, and I think a week from now, I think they're going to be looking a lot better too. So I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm slightly worried about how this Red Sox series could feel. Like we just said, it's a two-gamer against the Sox in Boston uh, while we still have our priorities on other things and coming off of 
kind of like a high momentum series that this could be a little flat or it could be the start of like the full blown turnaround. So it interested to see how these two, two nights look, but a little defensive at the same time, Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I, uh, yeah, I was talking to you yesterday about postseason. Um, I'm very excited. The Yankees seemingly, unless there's an epic collapse, won't be in the wild card because I'll be at my sister's wedding for those three days. Right. You're also going to a wedding? Yeah. So I, they wrap up the division, Jake. It's a five-game set. Last year, we only had one playoff stream. Because they lost on the wild card. For the Yankees. For the Yankees. And I am very excited to have three guaranteed right. streams losing our mind during the postseason. Maddie and I were just talking. And I was talking about how much fucking crazy lunatic fun we had during those in 2020, which seems so long ago. And him and I rifled off all the things that were born out of it. Hmm. Uh, Pringle Fairbanks. The feet up. The, you got to ask to receive the gross to grind. And I was like, this is two years ago. And we, mm-hmm. we were just like, rifling off like the fun shit that came. And I'm, I'm just really excited for that buzz and energy. So we got a ways, a little bit to go. A little um, bit to go. Super, superstition game. One broke out new stuff every inning. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really excited for it. So two games in Boston. Do we even know who's pitching for him yet? Some ball with the ball. Mm. Bah, with the bah. Yeah, pregame show, Sarah game, post game show. It's nuts. the The chat's trying to order my lunch for me. They said Joe's like the bison burger, but the Korean chicken's good. Oh shit, Ooh. I might get that. Mm. I love that. So I'm excited. But too. we're going facing Pavetta and Cole and Nestor. So actually, that's is that what Fangrass has? Yes, because MLB doesn't do it until they're right. like locked. So I guess they haven't announced it yet. Uh, Cole in Boston is always. A watch. Always something. Versus Devers. And then Nestor. Two starts you you like to see. How they going. Um, yeah. I'm excited. And Thursday off and the next Monday off. I know. There's just a lot of off days so, coming up. Good. Get it's, that pen it's actually, rested. Yeah. And get the the players more time to come back and more games. Steven Ridings is flying. Steven Ridings tweeted he's flying somewhere. Could just be a flight. I love that he's his own beat reporter. Yeah, he has to be. No one asks him anything. Forced his own hand. Uh, and yeah. Imagine the, he's just going on vacation. The The other thing that's interesting is going to be uh, Rizzo. Uh, Rizzo asked BBD before today. I believe his 10-day IL stint would be up today. Um, and they said he was doing baseball activities. If I had to guess, I, I wouldn't be too surprised to see if he does a like gets ready with the team tomorrow but doesn't play, kind of like that Mariners game, and then maybe he's ready to go in Milwaukee. But, yeah, I mean, I I think a week from now we're going to be talking about Rizzo and Harrison Bader playing for the Yankees, which that's, um, you know, Judge, Stanton, Glaber, Donaldson, Andujar, Rizzo, Bader. Rizzo didn't play 10 days ago. He hasn't played in a while. It was backdated to the third. Like the Yankees tweet. You can only backdate it three days, so they made the decision, I think, on the 6th. Oh, I didn't know that. You can only backdate it three days? Yeah, I didn't know that until then either. I thought you could go as far back as when they last I played. You, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know if that's a new rule, but I read that when they did it. 
Because he hadn't, I don't think he's played in September yeah. at all. August 31st was his last appearance. He came in and played that half inning at first base. Oh, yeah. You recall. I didn't know. I didn't know you could only back to it three days. I wonder if that's times. new. Or just you don't really see yeah, it a lot. Usually it's if they sit more than two days. I think most teams then just do it. But Yeah. But yeah, it said on the Yankees PR tweet, retro to 9-3. That was 10 days ago. Hmm. No Korean chicken on the menu, so I feel like I got got. Mm. I got got a little bit. Bamboozled. We got sharp stats. And the other topic that I did in the office yesterday is the same topic. Connected. I haven't heard what Katie Sharp is giving us, but there's a... We got one big topic today. I'm excited to get into it. You want to hear the voicemail? I think so. I think the voicemail is brought to us by Roman. Uh, Roman doesn't come in a jar. Actually, no, I've seen the swipes. They do not come in a jar. They kind of look like condom packaging. Roman swipes are convenient over-the-counter wipes that are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. Last longer BBD. They are frequently formulated to reduce overstimulation without elimination of the sensation altogether. I made I improv that. I was going to say, they got you rapping? It was eliminating, and I was like, if you're going to say overstimulation and sensation, you better make it Stimulation. Elimination of that sensation elimination. in my penisation. Ejaculation. Remove the disposable swipe from its discreet pocket-sized pack, like I was talking about. Wipe on the most sensitive parts last. of your penis. Let my penis... Oh, let, Those are their let words. The, let the drummer I kick, I think you'd yo. like that. Let my penis slash, Wipe yo. on let the most sensitive slash, parts yo. of your penis. What's the most sensitive part of yours? I was just going to ask Share. you. Show it. Show it? Uh, that's too sensitive. It would get scared. When used as directed, Roman swipes leave no scent or taste, so there's no transfer to your partner. Hello. Uh, all swipes order include free two-day shipping and arrive in unmarked packaging. Try today for as little as $2.75 per swipe. Try swipes today with a special offer just for our listeners. 20% off your first order at GetRoman.com. Slash Yanks. That's GetRoman.com slash Yanks. Let's go to the shop stats, the sharpest stats in the world. Hey, guys. Queen of Stats here. And as I was listening to the uh, the recap episode from this weekend, you guys were wondering about that IKS stat against uh, power pitchers or elite fastballs or whatever you were trying to figure out. Well, the Queen of Stats is here to tell you. So what I think the stat is, is it's IKF versus fastballs of 95 miles per hour, 95 plus miles per hour. And this is something that you can find on StatCast. So I looked into this, and here are the results. So I looked at all players that had seen at least 295 mile per hour fastballs this season. That's 211 players. And IKF, he's hitting 333 against those fastballs. Um, which is good for 15th out of those 211 players. Uh, but he's also slugging just 372 against those same fastballs, which is good for 124th out of those 211 players. <clears throat> so take what you want with batting average. But the most interesting thing, I think, about IKF, and maybe this is what those uh, what you were alluding to before, is that he actually handles faster fastballs as they get faster, uh, better. So this is, and this is in contrast to the league-wide trends, which show poor performance against faster fastballs. So this is kind of interesting. 
So against 95, I said I let you know he had a 333 batting average and a 372 slugging. Against 96 mile per hour or higher fastballs, he's hitting 385 with a 442 slugging compared to the league average of 237 batting average and 366 slugging. When you bump it up again to 97 mile per hour plus fastballs, he's hitting 387 with a 484 slugging, and that's compared to the league average of 230 batting average and 352 slugging. So as the fastballs get faster, he's actually getting better against them, albeit in uh, smaller sample sizes. But just something to think about. Um, and so maybe IKF is going to be that secret weapon against uh, DeGrom in the World Series. All right. Talk to you guys next week. All right. So IKF against fastballs and then the whole team against fast fastballs which a lot of relievers throw, a lot of good starters in the postseason Elite throw. fastballs. Elite fastballs. We were, I was talking about the, and someone sent us the graphic that, M, uh, I think it was MLB TV put out. And like the headline was like, IKF is so clutch. And they said he was at the fourth best batting average versus 96 mile per hour fastballs or above. And I wasn't trying to knock that. I was just saying there's no context here. Like I, we have no idea. You have no idea what that means. Because batting average against fastballs isn't the way they do it is when he puts a fastball in play, is it a hit or an out? So that's how that number has come to be. Like, so it doesn't count if he strikes out? No. It not at strike three? Maybe stri- I think strike three it would. The way I back searched it to get to yeah. 444, it didn't have that. It literally had okay. balls in play, hits. So... My point being is these stats get put out and then they just get regurgitated to death. And I'm like, but no one, there's no content. Like this doesn't mean anything right off the bat. Um, he's still good against fastballs in some situations and not good. Like Katie said, you know, it goes down to 320 comparatively. That's not, it was top. Yeah, the, the the ninety five plus mile per hour fastballs, fifteenth overall in batting average. But batting average is not. So I'm saying batting average is out. That's a bad way to judge. Okay, you can swing and miss at a fastball ninety six mile per hour. Swing and miss at a fastball ninety six mile per hour. A curveball taken for a strike, and that that's not included in your batting average. Okay, so it's a really bad measure of versus a pitch because you can get. 0 for 2 on the two fastballs you see, put the change up in play, and that doesn't go against your numbers versus fastballs. Right. You can take... You didn't make an out against it. Because you didn't make an out against it. So batting average, slugging, all those, I, they're not good context to judge versus a pitch. Yeah, I guess all you can do is compare it against the rest of the league, right? But again, that's just kind of like comparing that... It's just, but it's just not a story of you versus a pitch. Like Fangrass has versus pitch value. That's a much better way to do it. A story of you against a pitch versus a league. With two strikes on you, I guess, would be, or like, or you put in play. Put in play. You know, if you take strike one, take yeah. strike two on fastballs, it's not counting against you. Right. Because you didn't get out against it or get a hit. Yeah. Which I think is a very big part of an at bat is strike one and strike two. Right. So I put together. Uh, a Google sheet full of context about how all the Yankees perform 
against fastballs 96 mile per hour plus. And then we printed it out and we had everybody. It was blind. I have I have the sheet. I can share it with uh, the live viewers right now. Maybe we can put it in the description. Like I have it so they can view it, I believe. Yeah, make sure it's anyone with this can view. Yeah. And I'll share it with everybody. And I mean, I think there was like 30 people in the office or 20 that did it. So each player is just labeled A, B, C, D, E. And then it was all their numbers against that pitch. So different people in the office had different, put different. Right. I mean, it's a lot of, I'll be honest. There's a lot of stats that even I I don't deal with regularly, but it's, it's interesting stuff. It's, it's how, how different people view different players. There's some V swing, which is the swing in the zone, chase percentage, ball in play, extra base hit percentage. Um, a little hodgepodge to how, how you can view a player. Yes, because, like, my point is the batting average, the OP, that doesn't tell you the full story. Of Not how, the full story. I think it tells part of the story. I, I think it's irrelevant. I think I mean, it's irrelevant. I, I, I think there's parts of it that you can take just like any stat. Um, you have to process it your own way. When, when IKF is making contact with a, uh, a high-level fastball, like even those 97, 98 numbers. And like Katie said, it's also a small sample because you don't see that many pitches or put that many pitches in play. Compared to the rest of the league, he's got a better batting average and a better slugging. Yes, and that might matter to you. It doesn't matter to me at all. I like it. Yeah, because what did you do on strike one and strike two? It's like those pitches don't not exist. Right. You know, are you chasing pitches out of the zone? Are you making just weak contact? There's a, there's a lot else. Uh, some really surprising stuff. The two players that got picked the most as like, so I presented it. All right. It's the seventh, eighth, ninth inning of a close game. And the other team is going to be bringing in flame throwing relievers. Who do you want up? And oh, I think I deleted the results. We printed it out. Do you have yeah, the printout? Yeah, I can go grab it. It was very judge got picked. The most, the 12 out of the 20 something people picked. Judge. I thought he was number two. They tied. Uh, tied for one. Tied for one, unless yours wasn't inputted, but you had him. I had both of them. You had both of them. And I think Jolly's wasn't inputted, but he had both of them. Um, so Judge was picked, tied for the most with everyone. And second was Higashioka. Tied for first. Yeah, tied for first. Higgy and Judge were tied using these stats. Yes. In a blind draw. No one knew who right. they were choosing. And it's all percentages. So there's the sample size is smaller for Higgy, but it's, it's now no counting numbers. As guys you would want up, which I thought, I never thought Higgy would be in that. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting grouping of numbers. Um, who else? I know IKF and Glaber were probably three and four, something like that. Glaber, uh, me, Jeremy, and Dre were the only three that chose Glaber's numbers. Glaber. So then you, yeah, you... Yeah. I didn't have yours on, on here. Do, do we have, do you have which people were each person or whatever? I haven't seen. Yes. Um, I have it on the sheet. Because I've, I've deduced some of them from knowing what I had put in there. The most interesting one to me was Carpenter. Right. So yeah. I, I put, I put the two strike numbers. So with two strikes on him, when Carpenter 
saw a fastball, 96 miles per hour plus in the zone, he swung at it 100% of the time. It was like 15 for 15. It's pretty funny. Small sample, but pretty cool. 100. Yeah, and his chase rate was 27. So those were kind of wild numbers. And then and then he had a 3.8 extra base hit percentage. So he that that was the third highest. Like he's still swinging with power with two strikes. It adds up. He had a very good eye. He was he better had, than Judge. He attacked fastballs. When Matt Carpenter played this year, he was better than Aaron Judge. Yeah. IKF got chosen one, two, three, four, five, six times. I think he was third I think place. He's the third most appeared on and that. Carpenter was fourth. Stan only got chosen by one person. Hasn't had a great year. Especially against fastballs. He's been bad. Yeah. Hicks yeah. didn't get chosen at all. No one chose Hicks. Marwin got like a decent amount, which was interesting. Surprising. But, I think sample size came in play here because especially when you start doing elevated fastball and like how much Marwin's played this year. Same with Higster. You know, you end up with a smaller sample size that can cook the books a little bit. Yeah, but but usually sample size is for like counting numbers more. It's it still matters, but when they have seen them, they've been they've been good. Judges' numbers are are, are really good, but it was interesting to see the um, percentage of times they. They put the ball in play, and then what I really liked was the chase, like because that's pretty fast. Right. So with two, so Trevino swings at every fastball. If he's got two strikes Fear on that. him, if he's got two strikes on him, whether it's in the zone or not, if you throw him a ninety-six plus fastball, he's swinging eighty percent of the time. And you see pitchers attack that, and that's what a lot of these stats are supposed to use to help the eye test. You see a lot of. Pitchers attack Trevino with high fastballs late in the count to try to get him out because he he will swing at that pitch at the shoulder. He does have the second highest ball in play with two strikes. So he is putting Back it in, in play with all those swings. It's just what's the contact rate. But then he does have the second highest hit rate as well. No extra base hits. So he's with two strikes, slapping he's just it. slapping it. And again, checks out. Guy doesn't strike out a lot. And, and mentioned that early on this year when Trevino went in his first slump. Um, you know, only 52 strikeouts on the year for Trevino. Someone in the chat just said with against Ty Velo, they want Rizzo up. He only got chosen in the blind test in our office three times, I believe. His numbers aren't crazy. Um, he does have extra base hits, which is good. And no whiff. Pop. Yeah. So, IKF was third with the Higgy surprising two. If you wanted to cut down the sample size, then IKF would be two, and Judge would be one, which is adds up, probably matches it. But, yeah, so there's no extra base hits. DJ was really bad. No one chose. I don't think anyone chose DJ. Yeah. It was really bad, which I was surprised by. Because he had a really good season for a while. You'd think he'd have more. You'd think there was enough good banked that even with the recent the recency. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it's un- and I'm sure this is like what Yankees analytics actually dig deep into. Because um, I, I, sure, yeah. I remember when Prime Glass now would go. Uh, you'd see, it was the first time, it, it was when you'd see DJ be uncomfortable. He would have to get a little out of his comfort zone for the fastballs that were like 97 up. 
you'd see that he'd have to get a little jumpy, and you'd see DJ, and as rare as they were, you'd see him take a couple bad swings. Against a guy like Glass now, who, by the way, when he was right, uh, is one of the nastiest pitchers in the league because he can, you know, 97-mile-per-hour fastball and then 80-mile-per-hour drop-off curveball that come from the same plane. So, yeah, it's... uh, uh, it's a little surprising, I guess, because he was, you know, one of the Yankees' best hitters for a while this year. Um, but, yeah, also uh, in a bad way for a little bit, I guess. Rizzo's are pretty—I was de- between Rizzo and Glaber in the blind, D and B. Why did you take Glaber? Um, I'd have to look at it again. I, I mean, again, these aren't stats I B? use a lot. Um to judge ball players because I think a lot of these you can, if you're watching the team, you kind of get from the eye test. Um, I was looking at hit percentage. Um, hit percentage and extra base hit percentage. Um, Glaber's up there. Kind of with uh, between uh, 96 plus mile per hour pitches and with two strikes. That was uh, That was most of it. With two strikes... And I was looking at some average exit velo too. You know, I want if you're gonna hit it, hit it with some pop. Yeah, I was, I was in the launch angle as well. Like you know, hard, not straight into the ground. Like who's got minus three launch angle? That's that's IKF. Yeah, well that adds up. I was between straight into the ground with my third choice. I was between what we had as I and H, which turned out to be Judge and Higgy. Went Judge because the exit velo was way up and launch angle stuff. Yeah, everyone thought. Higgy's numbers were judges' numbers. Yeah, I, everyone assumed Jay was judge. One thing I really was looking at was with two strikes, the in-the-zone swing, because nothing's more painful than a guy taking a fastball in the zone for strike three in big moments. So when I saw Carpenter has never done that, right? 100% of the time, he's, he's attacking that pitch. I was like, fuck, that's awesome. And the lowest... Swing, two strikes in the zone was. Looks like that's Higgy. That's Higgy, but somehow I liked all his other numbers. All his other numbers are are so good. Yeah. There's also like I ended up with Donaldson. It's right by Carpenter mm. on the list. I think I was because I was kind of between the two of them, but Carpenter oh, Donaldson didn't or get Donaldson at all. I don't think. I think three of us picked him. Oh, okay. Um. He's on a few. He doesn't chase on the fastball. Uh, he swings at a good number of the zo- in zone. Not as nobody as good as Carpenter. He's a hundred. Uh, he had did some good exit velo stuff on those. The launch angle was in the good range. Uh, and in, in general, is hit an extra base hit. So I, I above where Carpenter was at on not two strikes. I deleted some of the kids, like uh, Lo Castro I had on People here originally, like really both played. Oswaldos I had on here, and Andujar. Andujar just swings like crazy. But the one thing, and Jake, you said they, they probably use this stuff to judge. Oswaldo Cabrera had really good, in the very small sample size, that's getting decent. He had a decent amount of at-bats. I don't know how many. 88, 88 plate appearances. His... Numbers, I wish I had them. I deleted them when I printed it, uh, of attacking fastballs in the zone and not chasing were really good. So I was, I, when I was making it, I was like, I wonder if this is kind of, they're seeing something they kind of like to keep running them out there. And that matches the eye test because 
he gives good at bats, at least at the very start when he first came up. I don't know if I've noticed it that much of late. He was giving long, like that Oakland series, his yeah. first couple, he was giving good long at bats. Felt like he, you know, you come up, you're a kid, you're figuring it out, you kind of have no idea what's going on. Felt like he got a little swingy because he didn't get off to a hot start, so he's kind of searching for the hit. But it feels like the at-bats have gotten better recently, and you wonder if getting that homer in the books kind of changes his approach at the plate. And at the same time, uh, you know, we, we talk about this with veteran players. When you're moving all around the field, uh, that's a lot. It's a lot to think about uh, that he's also dealing <clears> with that along the way. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he continues. Once you get that first home run and it's over, like you've got your first hit, you got your first home run, you can kind of get back to your approach. Like there's, there's no other boxes you really need to check this year. It's have good at bats. Really interested to see what he looks like because, you know, we've talked about that left field spot. Um, as people begin to get healthy and come back, that it's looking like that would be his best opportunity to play, but we'll see. Which, again, would be a new position for him. Yeah, his his overall stats, Z-swing and um, and um, and chase rate, aren't that great, so sure. I, it must be breaking balls that are really doing him in. Uh, which makes sense, I guess. He's got a... a <clears throat> Off speed, he's got a 40% whiff rate. So chain jumps. The whole team, is there any... Who are they going to be playing in the postseason right now? Or or the four options are the... They would have... Guardians. No, it's going to be one of the other three wildcard teams. <clears throat> the, whoever wins they would the have Central the winner of... it is going to be the 3-6, and they go on to play Houston. So it's going to be two of the three wildcard oh, teams. Oh, Tampa... Blue Jays, so Tampa, 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 Toronto, Jays, Tampa, Seattle. Seattle. Whoever doesn't finish sixth. Do any of those teams, those three, I guess, we'll lump them in, have premier change-up pitchers? Because that is what the Yankees don't want to see. And premier change-up pitching is brought to you by DraftKings. If you're looking to make a little change-up, and maybe your Sunday action. DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. They gave me, DraftKings loves doing this, they give you some free bets and stuff here and there. They gave me a $10 free bet the other day on the NFL. I said, I'm going to, um, I'm going to keep my sadness in check. And I put $10 on Seattle to beat the Broncos, because I like the Broncos. And Seattle won. And they got really good odds on that. So my $10 free bet paid off. Also, they're doing, if you put $5 on any football game, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Can you say details? I like when you say it. Details. No, I hate how I say it. Details. details. I, like, I say details, but right. music anchors say details. Details. The Yankees are the 11th best hitting team versus change-ups this year. Okay. According to Fangraph's Look at that. pitch value, which isn't good. 11th best. Yeah. Is that just in the I mean, AL? Top 50%, but you're right. in postseason, you know. No, the whole league. But I mean, in, for comparison, 
Ew, shit, dude. They were good at fastballs. They're not anymore, I guess. Uh, top six fastballs. The best team against sliders in the league. They were the best at both at one point. Um, let's see. Cutters. That probably just did them in the other day with uh, Rasmussen. Rasmussen. They're bad at cutters. They're negative. But change-ups beat Judge. And right. if you're going to go. And right now he's he's been the offense for... Mm-hmm. Four weeks. So, I wonder. Mariners, you're going to see. Well, you won't even see. And maybe that's and, and maybe that's a, a little discussion as we, we do it into the change-ups, like we just told you. Uh, with the Yankees most likely, say 98% locking up the two seed, and that's 1% good way if they somehow clipped the Astros and got the one seed, or... Uh, if the Jays or the Rays got hot and and had an all time collapse, that yeah, we are going to be lined up with now. There's there's only three teams battling for the wild card. It is the Toronto Blue Jays, it's the Seattle Mariners, and it's the Tampa Bay Rays. And you're not going to see their ace right away, right? Because they're going to come out of um, the wild card series where they'll play two or three games. And yeah, it's um you know. In the playoff recipe, it's different things you want to put in the bucket. Um, I think if you had to label, uh, A, if you're someone that just hates travel, the Seattle Mariners. That's as bad a travel as you can get in baseball. That that would kind of stink if you have to do that back and forth. Um, and I think the Mariners are really talented. Uh, I think of those teams mentioned, they're probably the most balanced offensive and defensively. Uh, they've got dudes on offense. They've got dudes pitching, starting, and in the bullpen. Um, Toronto, we know them very well. I mean, they're the Toronto Blue Jays. They have those guys in the lineup you know. Bo Bichette is going mental right now. Um, and obviously, Vladito and any of those guys, if they get hot, they're a problem. With their new guys in the rotation that can get you, Gossman, Manoa, uh, Barrios is there too. And they have bullpen. I don't think they're the guys that scare you as much. They shouldn't scare you as much as the Rays, who the Rays, we know what they're about. They're always going to pitch. It seems like they always play defense, and it seems like they they put pressure on you offensively without being scary. So, uh, yeah, I guess as you go along, sound off in the comments on who you'd want the Yankees to play. I really don't know. Right? I'm kind of ruling Seattle out. Uh, they, it's going to be their first playoffs in 20-plus years. It's going to be raucous out there, and I don't want to do the flight. So, so you I'm, don't want to go there? I'm kind of ruling them out. Okay. If I'm being honest, I think right now it's the Rays. I, but I do put that with the caveat of I want to see how they finish out the season because Wander Franco just came back. They've been without him. So like, if they get to that kind of... St- a little more scary Rays, Brandon Lau starts to go. You just never want to mess with the Rays. Um, Fangraph's starting rotation for the Rays is three guys. Right. Which, hey. I know, injuries and stuff, but like. Postseason. Who's their postseason starter? Is, I mean, Max oh, out, so right? McClanahan's coming back. He is. Yes, I believe he comes back. After all Thursday. the crying and all that? I believe so, unless I, I miss saw that. And obviously that's a big one. Yeah. Could return Thursday against Toronto. So, yeah. That's huge for them. I mean, McClanahan, Rasmussen, and obviously. Glassdown's not coming back. He's out, out? They signed him to an extension basically to be like, don't try to come back. 
is what I they said on the broadcast the other day. Uh, let's see. Like yeah, I saw. Like, him don't throw. rush yourself. Like he might like make starts at the end, but not be postseason. Is is what I believe they said. September the 9th, Glasnow will make another rehab start Tuesday with Triple uh, A Durham. So but, he but, had one rehab start where he threw 19 pitches. They would probably use him in relief or an opener if they use him this year. Don't look for like a six inning Tyler Glass now performance. Yes. Okay. So I just took all the starting pitchers from the three teams, found out which one throws the most change ups. Who you got? Springs, which I know he sh- he, he yeah. shut the Yankees down a bunch. Yeah. On the Rays. On the Rays. 33% is he's a change up guy. Uh, Ross Stripling on the Blue Jays. I don't know if he's getting a postseason start. If he's the fourth starter in the DS, or maybe he's like their bullpen weapon guy. Yeah. He's actually put together a really nice year. Yeah, he had a good stretch. Twenty-eight and games, a three hundred three ERA. <clears throat> McClanahan, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, he throws twenty-five percent. Luis Castillo. Um, so I don't know if that changes anything. Ooh, I'd rather not see Castillo too. Well, you might not early. Because he's probably pitching the wild card. But didn't we do the math on that, that if you're an AL team, you could still get your one for the second game or something like that? Depends. They wouldn't get game one for sure. but They would get game two because there's an off day in the right. AL. Well, I think, I mean, I might just be rooting for um, the series to go three games over a certain team winning or losing. Yeah. As long as it goes the distance. Yeah. Give me three games where bullpens have to go in both games, in all three games. Give me three close three games. Three bullpen games. Three three yeah, bullpen games. Starters are on the six, and it's a close yes. game. One extra inning game in there. Absolutely, yeah. If that happens, I'm, I'm rooting for that over a specific team. I think I currently lean Tampa, but... As always, with the right to change that as the postseason actually approaches. Can change quick with them. Because Toronto's also going to be a rowdy atmosphere, and those kids are pissers. I know they haven't proved it yet, but they want to. And I I just think, talent-wise, the Rays are just a step below. But they're the Rays. They can also torture you, so not excited about that proposition. Yeah. We'll see, man. It's going to be exciting. Need this weather to burn off, and then I'm excited. But we're getting a warm September. Getting a warm September. Nights have been nice. Mornings have been nice, too. Yeah. But it's, you know, getting to 80, 85 every day. And I looked. This weekend's going to be nice. Actually, last time I checked, I checked up until September 15th. So I haven't checked, like, the Mm. next couple days. I think this weekend will be nice, but then I think you're getting another hot streak next week. I do the walk to and from work almost every day. Like eh, every day, it's definitely uh, oh, it's hot in the sun. If you're in the shade, you're in a good spot. I did that the other day. I was like, oh, it's nice out. I took one step, and I was yeah. like, oh, no. You got to pick your streets. Too hot. Be on the right side of there. Oh Line wow, yeah. Down. The twentieth. It looks like, at least in my town, the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth, twenty-first. That next week, gonna be nice. high eighties and sunny. Ooh, eat shit. That stinks, dude. Last one. Give me 72 with a breeze. Oh. Some years that comes like this time of year. Right. This is uh, Indian summer. Nights only. For Not you. really because it's been like rainy. 
Yeah. It wasn't this all summer, and then it we've been rainy since Labor Day. Yeah. Like Labor Day hit, and it was like, let's be a rain festival. You want to guess the lineup and then get out of here? Ooh, G-T-L. I don't know. Who you got? Uh, Donaldson, Stanton should be in it. Judge has to play both. Judge has to play every game at this point, right? Judge has to play every game. He's right. chasing history. He's, yeah. he's life changing until he catches it. Yeah, yeah. Until he tells Boone, I can use he, a day. But I will tell you and the he's other thing. Off. And we got off days. Um, I do think. Oh, he's got so many off days. I coming. do think we are going to see the Yankees try to take advantage of the double off days both ways. So I think we see probably someone we kind of like tonight sit for a double rest, and I think we see someone tomorrow sit who starts today's game for the double rest the next day. Okay. Well, judge leading off. Let's do that. Judge leading off. I love it. Historic. Yeah, that's what I, I said. He's this good. I said this in August that he's, he's probably really going to lead good. off in September. If we could have and he's nine led of off them, kind of a lot this I year, would line him up that this. way. He's led off 14 games this year, which is tied for second most leadoff on the team. Because yeah. it's only, only so the last if he leads like, off, week, he'll he's be, been like the leadoff guy. Yeah. If he leads off now, he will take take it. So let's go judge leadoff, stand second. They, they, I don't love it, but Boone said he likes it. Yeah, and they put up big runs the past couple days. So. Only caveat would be if Rizzo's back. Right. They He might be too. Should we just say Rizzo's not back? Do we I don't. I I wouldn't assume until he is. Yeah. Okay. So then they've been going Glaber three, um, and Donaldson four. Yeah. I mean that's all righties. They're facing Pavetta. Pavetta. Didn't they smack him around last time, or am I misremembering? Pavetta. Ah, uh, that we rings a in, bell. When we were in L.A. Yeah, seven games. earned runs. Yeah. Back-to-back games against Pavetta. Six earned runs and seven earned runs. Judge, Stanton, Torres, Donaldson. And then it gets a little wonky. They've, I think they've been... they went Cabrera, I think mostly just to get the switch hitter. But he also homered last game. And you put up ten runs. Same lineup their last two games. Andujar, IKF, Higgy. I, I have IKF getting double rest day two. Trevino's back. Yeah. All right, so I have IKF playing today. I mean, are we just doing the same two? They ran the same lineups back-to-back. Are we just going to – let's just pencil that in and see what we think is going to change. I mean, I think Trevino's going to catch. Trevino catch. Maybe, catch. Maybe he's seven IKF. So eight, we have but... Marwin still at first. Are they going to make a switch here at, at that position? With who? Cole's pitching, so it's not like a ground ball game. With who? It would be um, Oswaldo or Andujar. I mean, they'd have to really get funky. I, I'm just presenting it as a thought. right. I don't. I don't think so. I. I think if Rizzo's on the verge of coming back, I don't think. How about uh, Higgy? At, Higgy at first. I was interested <laughs> in it. Ah. If they had all three catchers, but I don't think they'll do that. Pizzata at first. And with our talk earlier about Oswaldo. He really hasn't bounced around much since the first six games where he played a different position every day. Yeah. He's only had one game not in right field since. Big right field at Fenway. They're gonna put Andujar in left at Fenway. Definitely. Has he played there? It'd be funny. So no Hicks. 
I don't think so. Either. I can't predict that. Andujar's got the only thing is sometimes they use these series right. off day, game game off day as complete punt lineups both times, and the Red Sox aren't. They need a win, but the Red Sox aren't a threat anymore. It's and not. I guess the only other thing I'd present to you is let's say Rizzo was coming back for tomorrow's game. I don't know, no idea. Or even if it's not till the Brewer series, would they burn out? Because they like to use their guys, would they start a low Castro in big right field at Fenway just because they're going to send him down afterwards? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, my Boston not being a postseason team changes this for me because they're if they were a potential postseason right. team, I'd be like, no, Oswaldo has to play in right field both because he might be doing that in the postseason. Right. You know, like has to get used to it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm starting to think we might see some funk because it's two, it's off day, two games against Boston, a non-playoff team off. I day. think seeing a double off day, they start to drool about how can we take advantage. I of think this. Peraza might take this game in on the bench, but might play at shortstop game two as like a get your feet wet and give IKF the double off day. Going what if into, it's a what if it's a double a Peraza way. series? Send them down. A lot of clapping in the office right now. Not from that statement. Not from that statement. No, I don't think they'll do that. I'm going same lineup. I'm going. I'm Trevino. going. Same lineup. Trevino instead of Higgy. That's my guess as well. Uh, hopefully Donaldson and and Stanton hit. That's the two biggest things here. Donaldson's been hitting. He has really good numbers in Fenway. Right. So it's a good formula for him to keep going. Stan's been nuts at Fenway. Yeah. Those are the big ones. What were they clapping about in the office? Glaber at uh, episode two of the football show. Nice. Just finished recording. How about that? All right. How about it? Okay. Say bye up there. I'm just going to get Glaber's career stats at Fenway and then we could call it. Uh, I think Hicks is going to be in here somewhere. Okay. I would guess Hicks gets in one of these games. Hicks center field judge. Hicks center field judge right. Feels like they might do that. They double off day stand on one of these. Get judge a DH day. Yeah. Double off day. That way you don't have to pull him, though. Like that situation we talked about from last time. If judge DHs and you blow out, you keep him. Let him get the at bat without having to pull him. True. Glaber, not great historically at Fenway. Ah. Ah. Thanks what? for listening. Yeah. Fantastic at San Francisco's Oracle Park. Is this the show we stand up? Or no, is not this one. Bit? Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you. We will be back to recap the two-game set in Fenway later on. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>